grandmother has become the first person in the world to receive Pfizer's vaccine for the coronavirus. Now, Margaret Keenan uh, got the injection at a hospital in Coventry shortly after 6.30 this morning. Now, the UK has an initial supply of 800,000 vaccines to administer over the next few weeks. And speaking after she made history, Margaret told everyone to get the jab. I wasn't nervous at all. It was really good. I would say go for it. Go for it because it's, it's free and it's the best thing that's ever happened uh, at the moment. So do, please go for it. If I can do it, well, so can you. Now, around 800,000 doses of the Pfizer vaccine will be given in the coming weeks. Up to 4 million more are expected by the end of the month. And meanwhile, concerns have been raised over the so-called vaccine ID card, which the NHS is given to those who've had the jab. Now, a civil rights group called Liberty is warning that it could lead to some people being blocked from accessing essential public services, work or housing. But ministers say a so-called immunity passport uh, isn't part of their plan. Now, Rebecca Brown is a research fellow at the UHERO Centre for the Practical Ethics at the University of Oxford, and uh, she joins me now. Good morning, Rebecca. Good morning. Hi. So for some people, then, these ID uh, cards, they're causing problems. There are fears that they could lead us to have vaccine passports. I mean, do you think that this could lead to a division in society, Rebecca? Um, so I think it's a bit early to be too concerned about that. The, the cards that people are talking about are really... Um, reminder cards because for the Pfizer vaccine people need to get two doses in order to be protected so I as I understand it they're giving people a card that tells them when the appointment for their second dose is just to make sure they show up for that so um, so these cards just seem like a really useful tool to make sure we get people vaccinated effectively in terms of introducing some form of immunity passports or vaccination passport the idea behind this is really not about restricting people's freedoms but reintroducing them so at the moment people are living under conditions which are really difficult there's all sorts of things that we're not able to do because we're not immune and because it's not safe to do them for people who are immune either because they've been vaccinated or because they've been infected and recovered from the virus then they no longer pose a risk to other people if they move around more freely so it looks like we can actually allow them to access more freedoms and maybe using some form of an immunity passport could be a way of regulating that Right, okay. But the card initially, that's not its purpose. It's there to remind you that after, I think it's 21 days, isn't it, you go and get uh, the, the, the top-up vaccine. Yeah, yeah. As I understand it, that's, that's what these cards are for, and that's why they're, they're quite simple. Um, they're, not, they're not intended to be kind of unfakeable or anything like that. They're just there to prompt people to show up for their next appointment, because it is quite easy to forget about these things, and it's really important that people have both doses. Right, okay. Well, medical privacy, it's a serious issue, isn't it? I mean, there are people who simply don't want others to know what their health status is, and, and I guess that's fair enough. It is, yeah. And, and people do have the freedom to choose whether or not to engage with these kinds of schemes. And, and for those who are particularly concerned about privacy, then, um, then things like this are optional often, and there, there may be advantages to engaging with it if there was an immunity passport scheme that would probably confer advantages. But if you, if you don't want to run any of that kind of risk, then you know, you're not forced to do so. 
Could this not lead to an issue where if restrictions are still in place, people who've been vaccinated may want to live their lives as normal and not adhere to the measures? And in some ways, I guess they'll feel right. Well, I've had this now and, uh, you know, I'm OK to get out and about and live life as normal. And to them, that will be uh, normal. But when you look at businesses and pubs, uh, when they can reopen, it's understandable that they uh, many might not want to, to let someone in that hasn't been vaccinated. Yeah, it's completely understandable. And it's really, I mean, it's been a really, really difficult year for lots of people and particularly businesses that have suffered under the, um, the restrictions that have been necessary to contain the virus. So um, whilst we're still in this situation where there, there is still a threat to health, it's really important that people do continue to kind of cooperate and abide by the restrictions as necessary. So we're not quite sure exactly the form of protection that the vaccination offers. It could be that it's very effective at stopping transmission, but it might just be that the person themselves who's vaccinated is protected, in which case we, it's important people don't kind of move around and break the guidelines and risk spreading the virus to other people, even though they themselves would be safe. Right. OK, then, because even though uh, this vaccine is being rolled out today, it's not exactly everybody that's getting it. And it is going to take a while for it to have uh, its full effect anyway, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. It is. I think they're, they're kind of talking about springtime as a potential um, period where we might be able to see a more normal life. But it is going to take time to to deliver these two doses to people and particularly with the kind of priority list, working our way down from those who are most vulnerable to those who are less ex less likely to experience a kind of really severe form of the virus. It's going to, we're not quite there yet. <laughs> right, okay. Well, it's in sight, but we haven't reached it yet. But what about yeah. air travel? I mean, the airline Qantas have already said that they will give preferential treatment to anyone who has had a jab and can prove it. So is it logical that countries may demand to see proof if you've had the vaccine before you can even go there? It's certainly possible. Um, we see the use of some kind of certification use in other cases. So for, for yellow fever, you need to be able to provide a, a certificate showing you've been vaccinated in order to travel to some parts of the world. Um, so it's plausible that airlines or nations could require some kind of proof of vaccination or immune status in order to allow you to travel. Now, the government still says that there are no plans for so-called vaccine passports. Is it possible that that could change? Um, as far as I know, it's possible. I don't have any um, uh, particular insight into what discussions are being had at Whitehall at the moment, but I imagine they've, they've probably talked about it and thought about it, but I, I don't know what they're planning. OK, well, listen, Rebecca, good to talk to you today. Thank you very much for coming on. That's Rebecca Brand, who's a research fellow at the U Hero Centre for Practical Ethics, Ethics at the University of uh, Oxford. So I ask you then, would you be happy to carry a vaccine ID card? Once you've had it, would you be happy to carry one of these cards? I mean, Rebecca, they're saying essentially it's a card to remind you that you've got to go and get your top up jab or the next jab uh, that's in about 21 days. I guess put like that, if you look at it like that, it's like when you go to the hairdressers and I hate to be flippant here but when you go to the hairdressers they give you a card don't they with your next appointment on it which I always lose and then I have to end up messaging her saying here I've lost my card when's that appointment again but if you had one of these cards would you be happy uh, to carry it around uh, give us a call 0808100 okay I think it's fair to say that some are suspicious of this what is it that you suspect 0808 <laughs> and shout to the top on BBC Radio WM it's uh, 25 minutes after 10 Neil's in Birmingham morning to you Neil Yes, good morning, Karen. And what I was thinking, Karen, when I do have my vaccination, yeah, um, because I go abroad a lot, 
Why don't they just stamp me passport? Well, uh, that might be okay for you, and you might want that, but there's an awful lot of people that would be resistant to the idea. But there, as you like to say, there will be a lot of countries that won't accept you unless you can prove that you've had the vaccination. Right, okay. So for you personally then, Neil, uh, once you've had the vaccine, which I take it that you want to have, uh, yeah. you would be happy for your passport to be stamped or for there to be uh, some sort of kind of like official document to say, I have had this uh, vaccination, uh, I, I can travel wherever and I can go to... But if it were to come to pass that we'd need to show that we'd had the vaccine you would be more than happy to, to show that you'd had it? Oh, not most certainly, yeah, because they, they will be asking for some proof of, of people travelling, you know, that's had the vaccine. So yeah. why not put it in our passport or stamp it? Right, OK. Uh, as I said, I think that there will be quite a bit of resistance to this and we'll see why other people are resisting it uh, as they give us a call. Why do you think that is, Neil? It'd be interesting to, to find out why they... I mean, if they, if they want to go abroad... For the yeah. safety of, of going abroad and people abroad wanting to know that you're safe, what, what's the problem in stamping the passport? Well, Neil, we'll put it out there. I thank you. This hasn't been suggested. This is uh, Neil saying that he'd be happy for this to happen. Uh, but would you be uh, anybody else that's listening about these, um, you know, these uh, ID cards, these uh, vaccine ID cards? And I know that we just had the call there that was saying, well, in fact, stamp my passport. How would you feel about that? I'd have no problem with it. I mean, I, as long as most other people want to move on with their lives, you see, and I don't know what the, the um, opposition to it and the whole vaccine in general, really, because I must admit it makes me chuckle that people question this and there's all sorts of uh, conspiracy theories about what's going in this vaccine, but a lot of it is coming from people who never question other vaccines that they get, like yellow fever, typhoid, um, school lever jabs, um, and other things like health supplements and, um, and other tablets they take, like like the pills, for example, they, they don't question or know what goes in, there, in that, yet they still take it. Uh, you know, set aside the fact that it's a vaccine that's been made very, very quickly, that's set aside. It's, I just think everybody's got so drawn into these conspiracy theories and the rest of the absolute tosh that has been blown around at the minute, and that is all it is, it's rubbish. Just take the vaccine, get your, get your passport and carry on with your life. If you don't want to do that, then you can stay stuck where you are. Right. Well, there we are. Well, do you know what? Don't, don't, don't hold back, uh, Chris. Don't no, hold I back. So I take me. it if you're offered the vaccine, you will be there in line for it. I certainly will. Yeah, because you know thousands of people have have, have, have died and, and suffered, and as you said, um, it, it's put strain on everybody, their mental health and. And I, I want to move on with my life. I want to be able to go out without worrying about things. I want to be able to visit with my family. And I want to make sure that they're safe, that I'm safe, that friends and family are safe. Um, just just stop the conspiracy theory, theory rubbish and, and what if this and what if that. It's rubbish. It's absolute rubbish. Have the vaccine. If a 90-year-old woman, bless her, could have it, I'm sure everybody else can. 
Well, I'm sure that we're going to talk to Carl in a bit that's got a counter-argument to that. But listen, I thank you. They allowed to travel around the country while we cannot go out of our tier. We'll get your thoughts on that uh, in a bit. But we are still talking about uh, this vaccine. They're calling it V-Day. Uh, the vaccine is finally being rolled out, but the debate about so-called vaccine passports continues. Now, some are saying that it could lead to people being denied basic services if they can't prove that they've had the jab. So would you be happy to carry a vaccine ID card? Uh, Noble is in Tiverdale. Uh, good morning to you, Noble. Good day to you, Caroline. How art thou? Uh, thou out good, <laughs> I think. <laughs> How art you? <laughs> good. I, I'm a little concerned. I'm a little concerned with some of the, some of the callers' viewpoints in, in regard to people having valid questions in regard to taking this vaccination and indeed the health um, passport mm. or having some sort of identification. I think we get, we're going down a very slippery slope where there's clearly a, a, a divide amongst the population. There's people who are, are willing and saying, look, I want to take the vaccination, I want to get back to normal. Um, and then you've got other people saying, yes, we want to get back to normal, but we're a little concerned of how quickly it's come to market, mm. the long-term after effects. And then if we look at, if we look at um, Asia or, or China, for instance, and their, their social scoring system, this could have very serious implications. If people don't have passports, as you, you've highlighted, we may not be, or they may not be able to enter the establishment, use certain public transportation, et cetera. So yeah. it's, it's, it's um, very interesting times, should we say. Well, the, the, it has been stated, I mean, we talked to the lady before from Oxford University and the, the, the vaccine ID card, she says that it is not to prove that you've had the vaccine so that you can go into establishments, flash this out and say, I'm all clear. Uh, it is, it's basically a card to say, yes, you've had it, but you need to go back and get your top up one. That is kind of like her line on this. But other people are saying that they would welcome something like uh, a, a, a vaccine passport. So if they've had the jab, uh, they could have their passport stamped, which means that they could go abroad or they could prove that they'd have it. Essentially, what you've got is uh, a set of people that want the vaccine and then another set of people that don't want the vaccine, others that would be absolutely OK to prove it and others that can't prove it because they don't want the vaccine. And that is where we are divided, it would seem so today. Where do we, are we at the point where someone says, OK, well, do we, we should all have some form of identification to show that we're just healthy? Not that we had vaccination, that we're healthy, we're yeah. happy and we're able to travel. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, but, but, but um, and this isn't happening. This is just an idea that has been floated. We yeah. know that the ID card is happening uh, for sure, but we've had uh, a logical uh, explanation for that. W w where are you with this, if you don't mind my asking, uh, Noble? Are you somebody I, that would want the vaccine or are you still in the process of, of questioning it? I question absolutely everything. Yeah. Um, I think it's down to each individual person based upon their health, their mental status, etc., um, to make weigh up the decision. Do I want a foreign substance to be injected into my, into my body with the, the hope that it, I'm going to create antibodies? So just in case this just naturally occur within my body, I've got the antibodies to fight it. Yeah. Or you know, it, it, it's a catch twenty two. Me personally, no, I wouldn't take any form of vaccination. Mm, right. I want okay. to be as, as healthy as lifestyle as possible. If I've got broken bones um, or I need a surgery, etc., I will go to a physician, a doctor, or uh, uh, you know, someone who can do that for me. Right. 
Right, OK. I, I think that the point that Chris was making earlier is that, uh, generally speaking, um, I mean, there has been a lot brought up, up about this vaccine, of course, and people are questioning how it got through so quick, although it has been said that all the tests have been done. Uh, but uh, you've got another element of people that never stop to think what they're putting into their bodies. That's what Chris was kind of like referring to, that others will take supplements, they will uh, eat junk, they will put anything into their bodies without even questioning it. Uh, and yet when this comes along, suddenly we've got a thousand questions. Valid point, and one of the very last point would be, what, have, what has been done? I mean, have they got some kind of special technology that, that we're not privy to, which enabled long-term studies to be done within a year period? Well, you, you, I don't know. I don't know. They say that this has been... Um, didn't they say that this kind of like vaccine has been in the making for a while, not just for this? It, was it something to do with... Yeah. It's, so I, we, we don't know what the long-term effects of this is going to be because it's only been around for a certain period of time. But that is what people are dubious about at the moment. And there are so many questions every day. Uh, provides more questions and uh, not quite enough answers. Indeed, indeed. But and no, there's been 60, there's been 60 vaccinations recently, which have been going for 10 plus years. Yeah. What have been now taken off the market? because they've been proven to be on Yeah, and uh, this is what kind of like people are, are, are drawing back on and highlighting. And I guess it's down to each individual what they want to do. You've chosen not. Let's talk to Carl Noble. I thank you. Carl is in Tamworth. Uh, where are you with this one, Carl? Because I think last week uh, you weren't a fan of the vaccine. Uh, are you still of that mindset? Morning, Caroline. No, I'm, 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 I haven't changed my mind at all. It's a definite no for me. I mean, we've got a life expectancy in the UK just to, just to look at the UK, of 81 years. So they've given this injection to a 90-year-old lady, and God bless her, may she go on to live a long time. But in, in, in all honesty, you know, the chances are she probably isn't going to be around for that much longer. And they're giving it to people who are elderly. They're testing it on the old. So they're not going to have to look at any long or medium-term effects. There'll be nothing to show because they're giving it to the old first. Mm. It's a joke. It, they're just you. They're practising on, on, on the elderly here, as far as I'm concerned. Everybody's praising it and jumping up and down, isn't it wonderful? No, it's not wonderful, because we don't know what the hell's in it. If a baker make, bakes a cake, he has to make sure there are no nuts in it and, and other things that may give somebody an allergy. Yeah, a yeah. doctor can squirt that stuff to someone's arm not knowing what the hell's in it. It doesn't make sense. Right, so before you would, yeah, before you would be persuaded into this, you want a good few years to pass to see if it comes to light uh, that things do come out from this, you know, because it takes a while, doesn't it, for you to see the after effects. So you want the reassurance that this is safe before you'd even go and queue to have this. I do, yeah, and, and you know what, what gets me? You know, when all these vaccines were first talked about, it was Oxford that were the front runners. Because they, when, when SARS came out back in 2004, they, they started researching the vaccines back then. They've been looking at vaccines since 2004. Yeah. That's why they were the front runners for the, for the vaccine. Now, all of a sudden, they've been pushed right back into third place. And Bill Gates and his buddies have suddenly jumped the queue. And the government wants us to pump, pump their vaccine, which has been graded in the blink of an eye. Yeah. You know, it doesn't, doesn't make any sense. So why so, all of a sudden have they jumped on that vaccine and they, they insist on us having it? It doesn't make sense. Right. But we do know that others, uh, you know, uh, are coming to the fore as well. So you would perhaps wait and uh, consider one of the other options as and when it becomes available. If I were going to have one, I, the one I would, would sort of plumb for would be the, uh, the, the Oxford vaccine, if, if I had a choice. Well, of course, will we get a choice? We don't know. And... You know, how do we know which vaccine they're pumping into our arms anyway? We don't think they're just going to 
squirt the stuff in. We don't know where what manufacturer it came from or who designed it. Well, Carl, I mean, the experts have said it's safe. So essentially, you're saying then that you don't trust the experts. I don't trust the experts. The experts pumped the, the, the soldiers who went off to fight in the first Gulf War were pumped full of chemicals to protect them from chemical war attack and biological war. The experts said that, that what they were giving them was safe. Then they come back and they suffer from Gulf War syndrome. Thousands of them are now fighting for compensation, and which they still haven't got. No, I wouldn't trust the experts. I don't trust the government. I don't trust any of it. People just don't ask questions, especially people of a certain generation. They don't ask questions, and they, they, they love people like that. They love them. They're sheep. Carl, I thank you. Let's talk to James, who's in Birmingham. Uh, good morning to you, James. Morning, Caroline. Yeah, I've just listened to Carl and the other guy, and I think they're talking absolute lies of rubbish, to be honest with you. Right. I mean, Carl just mentioned about test they're using the old people as fodder. If they were using the old people as fodder, when they were testing it out and asking for volunteers, they would have asked for old people. It would have made sense then to use old people instead of use a mix of society, mainly young people, and then start using on the old people. That argument just does not make sense. And also, right. there's a lot of money in making vaccines. If anyone took the time to listen to... Uh, the government advised when he was on TV the one time, because I won the news programmes, I won the experts, and he was actually saying there is not actually no money to be made in making vaccines. There's money to be making making pills, but in vaccines there's no money, and that's why you've got people like Bill Gates. And I was wait, I was waiting for someone to mention Bill Gates. That's why you've got people like Bill Gates who invest their own money to, to uh, give people vaccines, like what he's done in Africa, where I think he's managed to eradicate polio or something like that in one of these countries in the poor world. You know, but people slate him and say, oh, he's doing this, he's doing that, without being aware of what he's actually doing. You know, but also about the guy who talked about Chinese social markers. Yeah. If China had social markers, don't forget China is a communist country. Mm. They would be more likely to be social markers in a Western society, which is, uh, you know, the way we are, profits and everything, than in a communist state. So that argument doesn't make sense, to be honest with you. And that's the bit about when people are going on about the, uh, the card. Oh, I'm not having it because you have to have an ID card. If anyone's seen the card, what they, they, they give you, it's just a piece of cardboard. You could easily buy to copy that or do it on the internet and change the details on it. If the government really wanted you to have an ID card, which I'm not opposed to, don't you really think they've got all that money? They could really do something better with a biometallic strip or something like that, which can hold much more detail than just giving you a piece of cardboard. Yeah, well... I think people are just like... To be honest with you, Caroline... I think too many people go on the internet and listen to the rubbish that's on there and the so-called experts and they don't take the time to Google these people or the so-called universities where they work or actually look at the video properly and see that they've been edited. So do you think that... Believe it. So too many people, uh, instead of looking at the facts, are Googling what the latest conspiracy theory on that is? Yeah, yeah. Or, and all these stupid WhatsApps that go around, you know, which are half-fake. But when an expert comes on and tells the truth and explains it to them, they don't want to believe that, and I don't know why, you know, which governments really would want to put their people at risk. If you've got no people work, if everyone was sick, Caroline, no tax is going to be paid because no one can, be, no one can work, the economy would collapse. Which government would really want to do that to its own people? Well, James, in Birmingham, you've made your point. We've got Sean in... First thing I have to say is, why do we exist?
exist? Is it God or is it to be God's or is it to be rich? Are you sure? Is it to be poor? Is it to be wealthy? To be pure or something to endure? Or do you live to be deadly? Or do you have the conscience to see through all of the nonsense? And when they ask how you feel, it's hard not to be honest. Or do you live to conquer? Kill any imposter who tries to stop what you're plotting, no matter what you were prosper. Or do you think you're heaven sent? Well, please show me the evidence of this claim that you represent. Do you suffer from selfishness? Do you know what direction you're going? Are you a perfectionist? Are you here to play ball? Cause you make it look so effortless Are you the next president? Are you here to destroy? Are you here to create? Are you here to avoid? Are you here to relate? Are you here to be the voice of the people To teach and show them that they have a choice? Or are you just a demon? Here to deceive the people Evil is what you feed them As long as you continue breathing Are you here to spread this Jesus? Cause you had one all your life And you feel that the life that you live is out of spite Are you here to do what's right? Do you question what's right and wrong? I question it all people until the questions are gone With that said when I'm dead I'll die with questions are answered like is there cure for AIDS or is there cure for cancer you believe in the Lord but the Lord God damned you cause it brought you in a world that doesn't understand you they commend you